Carl here from Games Brains of Bang Live with Lizzie from Search for Line. You're Hello. taking part in Desert Island Regs. Off to a desert island. Yes. <sighs> Had enough of lockdown or restrictions. Yeah, well, it is what it is, isn't it? Just got to stay positive, keep going. Absolutely. And to do that, you're taking three of our main creeds of the site. Gaming, yep. horror, heavy metal with you. Yes, don't judge my choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wide array already um, when it comes to it uh, from people we've done this with. Some of it uh, odd, but everyone's got individual tastes. It's quite fun. <laughs> so first things first, how, how have you been? Yeah, fine. You know, it, it sucks, you know, not being able to see your friends and family and obviously do the things you love, like gigging and, and the like, but um been trying to use the downtime in a in a positive way. So I've I took up Couch to 5K, started doing some running, um, which I always hated. So <laughs> I surprised myself that I managed to uh, keep up with it and uh, started learning Spanish. Wow. Things like that, so... Okay, so is I presume when you were in school then, like I was, Spanish wasn't one of the languages you were being taught then. French? Yeah, I did French, but I think we did Spanish for like maybe a half term or something to see if we liked it and we wanted to take it. I think you could take it, but um, I chose French just because I've got an auntie who's French and I thought it'd be useful, but um, I couldn't do any of it now. <laughs> Absolutely. And how's those lessons? Um, how's learning Spanish been? Yeah, it's good. Um, I was inspired by that uh, Race Across the World program on BBC One. I don't know if you've seen it, um, where like a group of people or multiple groups of people race from um, one point to another in the country, like across the country, and they can only go by land or sea, and they've got the price of a plane ticket to do it in. It's really, really interesting. Okay. Um, and it's like they compete for um, a cash prize at the end and they went from um, Mexico City to somewhere at the very, very bottom of South America. And you um, watched that and, and got inspired to learn Spanish? Yeah, because all the, well, a lot of the uh, South American countries speak Spanish, don't they? It's like their first language, so mm. I and just thought, it's pretty cool. I'll uh, give it a go because I'd like to go there one day. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question about travelling there. Uh, never been that way? No, never. I've, I've only been to the States once, so um, I'd love to get over and explore more of that side of the world, but uh, money just isn't allowing me to do that yet, you know, but one day. Plenty of time, plenty of time. Of course, of course. And I'll take it, you. Um, do you have a day job? Yeah, so I work in an office, well, not in an actual office at the minute, but um, usually I work in an office just uh, doing, it's an administrative position, so just computers and study away. So you were working from home? I am, yes. I've got a little office set up, so I've, I've been quite lucky to work, been working full time during lockdown, so. Yeah, I was wondering quite... if you've been like furloughed or something like that, but I guess not if you're working from no, home. I'm... I'm still working, luckily, so I know not everybody's fortunate enough. I know most people that, you know, probably moan about work normally kind of kind of wants to work now, don't they? Well, I'm similar, similar boat in the sense that I haven't stopped. Um, I work for London Underground, the Tube, so it's been business as normal, so to speak, you know? <laughs> yeah, what about yeah. the rest of the band? Um, so, Tom 
is a self-employed guitar teacher anyway, so he's been doing as many lessons as he can on Skype. Mm. Uh, by all means, I think he's been quite busy actually, so um, he's been racking up the hours on Skype. Uh, our bassist Hendo uh, works for Overclockers, um, so he's just been working from home. Um, our other guitarist Mike works for like Siemens Trains uh, on the admin side. Um, and he's been going into work still, but just he's literally in a room all on his own. So. Mm, yeah, so. I know that business. And uh, our drummer Sai is working from home as well, so we're all pretty stable with jobs at the minute, so it's not, not so bad. And have you managed to stay connected over this period? Because as well, like you kind of had to. It's not like you've had downtime in the last couple of weeks and months. I know we, we are we're we're doing all right. To be fair, we we have a Skype call usually once a week that lasts you know a good couple of hours until we run out of things to talk about, um, and we're always talking in like the Facebook chat group on a day to day basis. And yeah, like you say, we've had all the release stuff happening, so uh, yeah, that's kept us busy. Did you ever kind of stop and think, oh, should we really be releasing this now, or should we delay it until maybe the world's a bit more open? Yeah, we did think about it, but um, I think we just because I think if we didn't have anything going on during this period, we kind of we'd kind of feel like you know we were going backwards almost, like the momentum had just stopped. Whereas at least I feel like we've been able to propel ourselves forward and just try and focus on getting the music out to as many people as possible. So I, I think we made the right decision with with sticking with the plan. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You talk about momentum, and ultimately everything and everyone in the music side has, has ground slowly to a halt in some cases. You kind of got to keep it rolling as best, even if it's slow, it's still moving. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And hopefully, you know, most of us can come out the other side and help the people that, you know, are maybe struggling the most get back on their feet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, we'll get a bit more into the EP in a while, but we'll get started with your first choices, basically. You're stepping off the boat, we're going to hand you your stuff before we sail off and leave you to it. What are your game choices then? Okay, so I'm not the biggest gamer in the world, but mm -hmm. I tried to choose ones that I thought, you know, you could lose the most time on, because obviously Desert <laughs> might have quite a lot of time on your hands. So uh, first and foremost, The Sims, there's like endless, <laughs> endless possibilities with The Sims, you know. You don't need anything else. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't. I bought it at the very start of lockdown um, because I don't. I haven't had it for years and years and years. I, don't, I think the last version I had was Sims Two. Okay. So I, I, bought, I bought a newer version, and to be honest, I've not played it nearly as much as I thought I would. But I know it's there. So you know, if you ever need to get to go to it, if you want to be creative with building a house or whatever, it's just there. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, completely get that. You is it. Uh, a time sink. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, second choice, probably like my favourite game of all time. Uh, it might be a bit overused, I guess, but Skyrim. I okay. love it. Um, obviously, um, you can just get lost in it, I think, and doing all the little side quests and trying to, you know, complete it 100%. And to be honest, I've not, I've not played it for a while, but I could definitely just go back and start again and go through the whole thing again. Yeah, if you have the time, because ultimately, again, it's time with that, but there's a reason why Skyrim, you're not the first person to say Skyrim on these either, and there's a reason why 
people are not just so old because they can spend, I don't know, however many hours in it, but because it is that good, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's still my my personal game where I've sunk the most hours into. I think it was something like mm -hmm. 190 by the end, which seems yeah. insane. You know, I don't know how I had the time. <laughs> I know, it does add up. Um, but yeah, I just, I just really enjoy that. Mm. Um, and then last one, just another game that I really enjoy playing is G the GTA series from GTA Five. Really enjoy that one. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Um, again, hours and hours of content and loads of that. Just where well, you don't have to follow the narrative and the story and the missions and whatever, and you just go do what you want. Yeah. I mean, depending on how like technologically advanced this island is, you can play the online version but if that's not possible it's not the end of the world is it we had this in the very first one the very first one was done with someone and the first thing they said was do i have an online connection and we just went you know what yep yeah, all of that's there you've got the best broadband and all the accounts you want because it's otherwise it's silly <laughs> yeah well it makes makes the choices a lot easier i think if you have an online connection but yeah no so i think those three Solid choice. variety as well. Mm. You say you're not much of a gamer, but then you've chosen three that are all individually quite very, very different and iconic in some way towards, mm. you know? Yeah. So, we mentioned at the start the big news. The big news, and uh, probably the reason why we're sitting here. It's released a new EP, Clouded Minds and Silver Lines. What, 15th of May? Yeah. How has the feedback been so far? Overall, have yeah. you found? I'm really, really, really positive overall. Like I, I've seen a lot of existing fans, you know, posting about it and raving about it. So it's good to know that that they're still into what we're doing and they're sort of progressing with us, which is really, really nice. Um, I know that we've picked up quite a lot of new listeners as well, just from. Um, We've run some like YouTube adverts on the new music videos and stuff, and they seem to have reached quite a lot of new people, which is nice. And yeah, we've, I think we've had 22 reviews, which is quite a lot. <laughs> I think we were really pleased with that. So you know, most of them, most of them, you know, really, really positive and up into the sort of eights, nines, and tens, mm. which is really, really nice. Have you have you found are any of those 22 like negative? Have you found anything like that? Not negative as in they hated it. There's mm. been a few sort of uh, average, maybe sort of maybe didn't quite get it, or just not huge fans of the style, or yeah. But that's that's fine. I mean, we're we're under no impression that we're going to please everybody, and it's always nice to know what people think we could work on because you know otherwise you're never never going to get better are you so no we're, we're, we're still grateful for the reviews that were you know sort of six out of ten uh i don't think we got lower than a six so that, that's all right I'm okay well yeah as you said you're never going to please everyone and i guess you don't obsess too much over these because ultimately scores are arbitrary you know we add them to the bottom of our reviews and stuff like because it's what people expect um but we've we we, we talked the other day i think we've worked out we've reviewed nearly three thousand album and eps across the entire site and bear in mind it's out of 10 everything is scored out of 10. so if for example your ep was given nine out of ten but when we hold that up to everything else that was given nine out of ten it's like well where did you start differentiating between them all so it kind of is arbitrary to a point i guess but 
I suppose when it comes to you selling yourselves whatever you might need to in regards to be it a label or or whatever it is these does this come into does this come into play um i mean we're very lucky you know with 22 reviews and we're really grateful that those people have taken the time to review it mm. and we're lucky that we've got a wide variety of uh, like quotes to pick out so um We've got quite a, a nice selection of, of things to use and good, like you say, selling points. So, um, yeah, we're, 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 it is important, I think, to have those like standout quotes yeah. to sell yourself. Yeah, yeah. I suppose then, in, in regards, you're kind of looking more at the context and what's actually said rather than the scores at the bottom. Mm. Yeah, I think the scores are, are good, you know, just to. Um, give people a quick overview you know if it's like a few words and then eight out of ten nine mm. out of ten or um but as a band and we always like to sort of read the whole thing just to kind of get a better understanding of whether they liked it and how much and if what bits they they think we could do better on things like yeah, that absolutely and to me it sounds like it is a real step forward for you guys. Now, bear in mind, my for I can't remember, was it Bloodstock 2017 or 2018 you played? 2018. It was 2018. So that is when we first came across you. Didn't even know who you were back then. Um, mm -hmm. And all, this is only two years later, but it already feels like a big step forward. Were you guys conscious of pushing yourself this time to kind of, I guess, be bolder and brassier? Yeah, definitely. And, and we wrote... Than these new songs in a different way than we'd approached writing in the past. So this is the first EP that we've written with the current lineup. So mm. I, our drummer joined us in the summer of 2017, um, but we obviously hadn't started writing this stuff then. Um, and Sai has a tendency to write full songs on his computer, and then we sort of translate it to the instruments after. Okay. <laughs> so, um, that's how three of the songs on this new EP were written, just sort of from computer notes and then translated to the instruments themselves, which was definitely a challenge and it definitely pushed our abilities. Um, so that it was really interesting and I think it just allowed us to experiment a whole lot more just with the different writing styles and bouncing the ideas around and stuff. You, As you're saying that, you were smiling, so you clearly have quite fond memories of the experience. Yeah, well, I really enjoyed it. I found it like way easier to have, even though it was only computer sounds, like just having that full idea of the song and then being able to write vocals over that, something which is quite complete rather than just, you know, an empty guitar line from start to finish that you've got to try and write over. It was really nice to have a full idea of a song to see, you know, where he was thinking of going with it and everything. Mm. And I found easy to write vocals over them so that wasn't it was nice for me <laughs> okay that's good that's good and do you think on this ep you've captured the essence of what search for lion kind of is within each individual song because each one seems to have its own story attached in regards to certain themes or what you might be singing about um so across that do you think you got that yeah definitely um i think this is we've sort of cemented our style and the route that we're going to go down now um, and I think we're going to just keep stick with this style of writing and not mm. change like too dramatically from now on and I think the next project that we want to do is you know write a full length 
debut album and see see what happens but definitely keep with this style okay okay right movies then three horror movies um (laughs) (laughs) um so first one i went for creep the 2004 version because uh, it's a bit of a nostalgia one. Uh, I remember being, I must have only been like 13 or 14 at like, you know, a girly sleepover where you sit yeah. and watch, watch like the scariest films you can find. And uh, I just, I just, that one was just the standout to me. Remind me, um, this is Creep as in the Lun- the Tube one, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, um, I can't watch anything that's related to my job. And what drove me crazy about that, you'll laugh, is there's a person in that who at the time was doing, in that movie, doing what my job actually was. So you couldn't sit there and watch with me because I was going mental. The idea of anyone being locked inside of a station and stuff like that, it's just very, it's it's because it's my job, it's impossible to watch. I said it, I was like, oh, he's gonna hate this one. <laughs> but no, I, I just remember it being, uh, it's just a standout one for me, I think. It uh, is a again, great I'm choice. A horror movie watcher, but. <laughs> it is a great choice because it has a lot of elements that are kind of um, ignoring the visceral side of the horror, which has a lot of the gore and the violence. Um, you know, those t- tube tunnels and abandoned parts of stations, and they're, they're all over the, that place, so. Um, I think on that side, it's got a, atmos- a lot of nice atmosphere in that regard. And also, if you're on a desert island, there's no tube stations, so it's not going to scare you, because <laughs> you're never going to be put in that situation, you know what I mean? Very good. <laughs> okay, what's your next one? Uh, cool, so I went for Get Out, which okay. is a couple of years old. Mm. I think 2018 or 2017 or something. Um, but I just thought it was a really interesting idea and we went to see it in the cinema and I just remember being like really gripped by it um so I'd recommend that if if, if you haven't seen it definitely uh, oh absolutely um yeah I mean Jordan Peele's debut directorial debut which kind of got him on the radar as a horror um director um he what well, yes yeah, so it must have been 2017 I think because Us was his next one which came out last year I think I saw that as well think okay yeah yeah the themes and there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of undertones in that movie it's different uh in horror originality is very hard to find particularly these Mm -hmm. days and anything that broke the trend of paranormal horror which is what we're stuck in um was fine by me Mm. yeah i'm not massive on like guts and gore and stuff i find that i just don't really end up watching the film because I just don't really like like it when like the whole Saw series mm. were really popular. I just think I watched maybe the first two and then I was like, I just can't do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's too yeah. much. Too yeah, much. that torture porn subgenre is not uh, something I get excited about either. Really, um, you certainly, <laughs> by your suggestion, certainly seem to enjoy maybe more your psychological horror ones that I guess that make yeah. you think. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, and then for the. I just went with a, a classic, which is the Amityville Horror, just because I remember that that's just like a... I think it's pretty scary, you know, being murdered in your own home. <laughs> oh, uh, 
no one said the Everyone always, everyone always uses a classic, at least one. But no one said the Amityville yeah. Horror yet. That's fascinating. I mean, I don't think it's the best in terms of like picture and like quality, mm. maybe in terms of like filming. But as a concept, I think it's pretty scary. Which is it more? Do you um, know much about like the original true story behind a house? Not the ghostly stuff the movie focused on, but rather the actual events, the murders, um, the feel. I'm, I'm sure because I'm, I'm quite into reading up on mm. like the true crime stories behind films and stuff. So I feel like I must have googled it and read about it at some point, but I couldn't like tell you any particulars. <laughs> oh no, the only reason I ask is because um, Amityville is a bit of like a passion project of mine on the uh, the website, um, simply because uh, there's no trademark to Amityville. Because it's a place, The if you wanted to make a movie, if you right now wanted to make a movie in your room behind you and call it, I don't know, an, an Amityville tale, you could and you couldn't be sued for it. Um, it's the horror part which is the issue. So because of that, there's been a glut of sequels. Um, some official, plenty unofficial. I think last count there was 22 Amityville movies. And in 2018, there was a higher budget one which focused on the original uh, stories about it. And like, I, I kind of want to tell everybody who likes the Amityville horror to go check this out because this okay. is something quite clever and interesting. But yeah, yeah, it's a great choice. I, I grew up with that stuff, so, you know, I've always had a, and particularly if you're talking about Haunted House stuff, it's the original best one, really. Have you ever been to like, you know, a live Haunted House? You know, they, they do them a lot in America, don't they, where you, mm. walk, you like, it's all actors, obviously, but it's meant to be like, really scary. Oh, like, a, like they ever... call them haunts, right? I don't know. Um, it rings a... Halloween and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that is what we're, what you're talking about. I've I've seen them, but because that's not, not nothing. I've never been to America, and in this country, we don't really embrace Halloween in quite the same way. I'd like to. I'm a cynical git, so I don't know how much I'd be able to buy into it. <laughs> you might be scared, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But um, you know, I I, I feel I can get creeped out. I'd 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 like to try one. I think. Yeah. So. It must be, stating the obvious, it must be frustrating that you can't really build upon the release because of the country's restrictions. Um, I guess the question is, how have you kind of stayed positive in regard to the fact that even you can't, you're, you're stuck at home, you can't go out and play live even if you wanted to? Um, well, obviously it's helped having, you know, such good reactions to the new music. Like we hosted a, a live listening party on Facebook the oh, night yeah. before the release and you know, it, it just went so well. Like, we couldn't believe how how much people were engaged with it and stuff. I think we had like over a thousand views and like 500 comments and stuff. Just people just having a, a nice uh, time in the chat and having the discussions about, you know, it didn't even have to be about music. They were just talking about, you know, silly things. But it was just nice. It felt like a proper little like community that had come together on a night just to listen to some music and and have a good time and you know I think we had an average of 70 uh, viewers on the live stream so that was kind of like if 70 people were at a gig happy days you know yeah. like, <laughs> so think little things like that like just help to keep you going and um, 
with the live with the live playing and stuff, you know, we always need to vent a bit of energy and into the live shows, and I've sort of channeled that into the running a little bit. Just you know, as a, I feel like exercise keeps you happy and and makes you feel a bit healthier, and I think that all adds to staying positive and and mentally sane. <laughs> It's cool that you brought up the energy thing because um, I've seen you guys live once uh, and uh, not twice because it was the blood start and then it was the oh, who did you support a few year a year ago in London? Scarlet Riot. That's it, Scarlet Riot at Islington. That was it, yeah. yeah. And one of the things that amazed me was how much energy you have. Um, I think, and I wonder if it's the case with you. This EP captures that energy now more than ever in the past. Um, was that important to kind of do as well? Yeah, to be honest, that was like our main intention. We wanted people that listen to the new stuff to feel a lot closer to how it would be if they saw us live. Because um, putting live energy into a record is really, really, really difficult. And I feel like it's something a lot of bands aspire to do, but not most of them don't quite get it. Um, and I think, like you say, this is definitely the closest we've come and we're really, really happy with how it turned out. So yeah, that was a big plus for us. I think you absolutely nailed it. And you are right, people are love to say, oh, this is, this is the sound of how we sound live, but actually capturing that is a different story. And I think you've really managed it. So bravo. Oh, thank you. So are you kind of hoping to get out live this year at all, if possible? Um, obviously, in an ideal world, we would love to play a gig this year. I mean, we have played. We were lucky to play one. We played one at the end of February. Um, little did we know that it might be the last. <laughs> um, it's all very much being played by ear. I think we've got a few shows confirmed for sort of September onwards, but it's all very much. It changes every day, and you know we don't really know what's going to happen and whether social distancing gigs can never be a thing. I mean, I don't know how enjoyable they would be. So we're just sort of playing it by ear. And, you know, if we have to move things around, it, you know, people are going to understand. And yeah, it's a bit of a ball ache, but I think, I think, you know, we want to make sure that we, we have the best time and the audience has the best time and obviously everyone's safe and it's the most important thing. So we just need to keep monitoring the situation and then see where we're at. Do you think as well when it, gets to a stage however long it might be and you know, they say hey cool venues you can carry on as you were do you think there'll be a hunger for people to go out and hear music particularly in our scene the British scene or do you think there'll be a bit of wariness um I think it just depends on what sort of person you are because you know obviously there's going to be people that feeling like caged animals at the minute and you know I'd like to think that there'll be a lot more appreciation for you know the smaller things in life that mm. took for granted before all the lockdown started happening. Um, but obviously, people do and should put their health of their like themselves and their friends and their family first. So, I think when it very first starts going back to normal, I think there's going to be a bit of should we do this? Should we not? Um, sort of dipping the toe in the water kind of thing. Um, but I think as soon as people are, are reassured that it is safe, I think mm. there will be that sort of come togetherness and and people will just want to support the music scene as much as possible, I think. Yeah, because uh, one of the kind of positives that during this lockdown period was, um, at least from my perspective, um, 
an outpouring of support for a struggling scene. Already, you know, whether venues closing all around the country, not being helped now. But um, it certainly seems to be the case that whether it be through fundraising or through band camps, non, you know, um, waiving their fees and stuff like that, that, people have been paying attention to that. Um, is that something that you, uh, you guys have thought about getting involved in? Yeah, well, we've, you know, obviously it's quite a busy time for us in terms of, you know, we've, we've got to really put a, most of our time into promoting the new music and just making sure that enough people hear about that and we want people to know what we've been up to and yeah. we don't want to waste the release and stuff. Um, but, I mean, I've personally donated to a few crowdfunding campaigns where I can. Mm. Um, because I think it's just so important to support the venues and like the festivals and stuff like that because you know bands like us wouldn't wouldn't be able to do half the things that we do without without those guys and they're just as important as, as anyone else in the music scene so um i've tried to do you know my bit personally and i think once you know we're a bit further out of the release i think we're going to try and just raise as much awareness as possible for you know the people that might be struggling um, supporting. I mean, I know for a fact that when we get back to, to gigging and stuff, we'll be open to playing a lot more, like maybe charity um, focused shows and shows that are raising money for venues and festivals and things like that. And uh, yeah, just we're just going to try and do our bit as much as possible. And on the flip side of that, you also need the support. So in regards to that, what if you could and you had, I don't know, the 70 people that were watching on Facebook and you and you uh they want to support you in some way what can they do so obviously if you if you're a bit short on budget like most people at the minute the easiest thing to do is to just you know share our music with a friend that might not have heard of us before that you think might like us you know just send them our spotify profile and just say oh if you if you've got two minutes have a listen to these i think you'd like them um that's obviously a really really good way to, to help us get the word out um you know, you can drop comments on our YouTube videos, that's really helpful. Um, we've just got some new merch, so if you go to our shop, you can pick up some merch, because that's that's one of the best ways that we can, you know, make money and keep going and invest in new things, is by merch sales. Um, so yeah, they're probably the best ways. Yeah, there you go. Right, finally, your records. Three records. Three, three records. Absolutely, and I get the impression, based upon your vocal style as well, that you've got an eclectic and wide array of influences and tastes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, so, my nostalgia pick is going to be The Poison by Bullet My Valentine, because that's kind of the first album that got me into metal, really, I would say, when I was like 14. Um, and Tears Don't Fall is one of my favourite songs of all time. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, have you listened to, you still listen to it regularly? Oh yes, it's, uh, well, I've just got a new car, but before that I had a car with a CD player and uh, it was a regular in, in my CD player. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I do go back to it regularly. Ah, oh, see, that's really interesting. I ask because we do something on the site, uh, YouTube channel called Track by Tracks. Every week we overanalyze an album track by track and uh, Bullet from Valentine's to Poison was done about a month ago and I hadn't listened to that album. Yeah, I hadn't listened to that album in about 10 years. And I'm wow. yeah. <laughs> and I remember, you remember all the hits, as you say, Tears Don't Fall, Four Words, stuff like yeah. that. And 
I'm not gonna lie to you, I had a horrible time with that album. I don't want to slam it if it's a great an album you love, but I, I, I was like, wow, I, I don't know what I remember. Like, it's been a long time, but um, yeah, I had a hard time with it. Oh no, well, I'm like, I'll go and read it after, uh, after this. Oh no, it's a watch video, it's a watch video, yeah. Yeah, it's a video, yeah. Um, when the track two came on, after that nice, uh, little intro and then you just hit with a, a big scream oh see that, that wasn't so, i've always um they're a band like i said i grew up with as much as anything else so it was just kind of a bit of a shock to go oh okay i don't know if it's just a change in taste you know i, I listened to that album as a teenager and now i'm yeah. in my mid-30s so maybe that's what it is <laughs> maybe i mean a lot of tracks on the album are still bangers so that's why i think i you know it just takes me back to my roots, you know? <laughs> mm, mm, brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Um, so, for my second choice, um, I want to go for Ariana Grande, but I would have to make a compilation of her sort of, in my book, greatest hits, because I couldn't really pick one album that I love every song on. So I would have to pick and choose from all her albums, I think, and make a master disc. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Um, I take it she doesn't have a best of. No, no not yet. I'm sure that at some point in the future she will probably do one. But um, no, she's just she's one of my favourite pop artists. And you can't be a bit of feel-good pop music, you know, if you're feeling a bit lonely on your island and feeling a bit down. Just put that on, dance around, sing along. I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, she's an incredible vocalist. There's no, there's no escaping that. Um, okay, the third one. Third one, uh, Architects, my favourite band. So I've got to put Architects in there. And I think at the moment, Holy Hell's got the edge. Ooh. I love the last three albums, all of them. But I think, yeah, Holy Hell, because I've, I've seen it. Um, I went to see the album tour in Manchester, uh, beginning of, I think it was the beginning of 2019. And um, yeah, to hear all of those songs live was just awesome. So uh, yeah, that album's got the edge, I think. Okay, was that the same, was that the tour with While She Sleeps supporting? It was, no, I think it was Beartooth and Polaris that supported um, last, ja I think it was last last January. Oh, I'm just trying to think, cause... 19. I, I saw Architect, Architects um, around about that same time, and I don't know if it's the same tour. It was in Alexandria Palace in the in London. Mm. So I don't know, but they had while she sleeps supporting them then, so it must have been something different. I don't know. This was um, I saw them at the Victoria Warehouse in Manchester. Oh, I don't. Okay, I can't cool. remember. Whether, um, I can't remember if that was the same. One Still, if it was Beartooth from Polaris and Architects, that's a that's a strong lineup. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really good. I think that was even though it's January, I think that was my gig of the year last year. Excellent, excellent. Um, it's funny as well. Uh, I knew Architects before Holy Hell, but I would not have called myself a, a fan. Holy Hell changed that completely. Oh, yeah, amazing. Really, yeah. really turned my mind around. Hmm. Right, there's one more. We don't tell people about this one. We wait yeah. until the video. It's easy. It's a really easy one. It's simply, um, we're going to give you one luxury item. One thing okay. that you feel you can't live without, basically. And we're going to give it to you as your bonus item. Uh, 
Can I bring a friend? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that doesn't work. Oh no! Thought I might have found the loophole there. You did, I know real answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't know, this is really difficult. Uh, luxury item. Gin? Yeah, gin, just That's straight. Good. Actually, maybe if I'm going to choose an alcohol straight, I might go for Jack Daniels honey. It'll keep you warm as well if you're feeling a bit cold at night. Oh, you like Jack Daniels honey? It's my fave, yeah. Mm, okay, all right. Yeah, Okay. nothing else needed. There you go. I think there's an excellent selection of there. Lizzie, thank you very much for your time. This has been wonderful. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?